This week in our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This week in our collective heads This week in our collective heads Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Patrick, and I'm solo today, so I apologize for uh, rambling or mistakes or anything like that. I have to work the board. The board? I have to work the computer. If I was in a VA kind of thing, it'd be a board, but it's not. Anyways, we're here to talk about video game news, because that's what we do. We're nerds, and we talk about video games, and we like video games. If you like video games, then this is the place to be. Uh, E3 was last week, and it was... um, well, it was a mixed bag. There were some really good things, and there's some meh things, but there's some residual news. Obviously, uh, E3 continued through the week. We wanted to give you the post-E3 news, not the E3, uh, not, not what was presented to you, but what happened afterwards. Uh, starting out, uh, we got Ridley from Metroid, uh, who is not who my dog is named after, but we got the reveal that Ridley will be in Super Smash Brothers. And I didn't, I didn't know that this was wanted as much as it was. It's really cool, though. Um, I just didn't realize how big, no pun intended, Ridley was in regards to the fandom and in regards to how uh, how much people wanted it. Specifically, wanted her to be in Smash Brothers. Either way, Smash Brothers is going to be amazing. But here's the news: Ridley's going to have an amiibo. And that's pretty cool because people who like Amiibos like Amiibos. Uh, Inkling is there as well. Uh, but I'm glad I'm glad that she's getting an Amiibo. Uh, at the same time... Mm, okay. <laughs> as, as a non-Smash uh, fan, I'm just like, eh, mediocre. For Smash fans, though... Um, being able to level up and carry over your your information from your characters through your amiibo is really cool. It's something that really hasn't been used in a lot of other games, so I will give them that. It's really cool to have that. Anytime we can have, um, I hit the wrong button. Anytime we can have um, uh, amiibos for all the Smash Brothers characters is actually a reason to do it now. So I think that's cool, and I think it's really cool. All the Smash characters are all together. Uh, for the first time, which I didn't realize how many of them dropped out and then came back, or and haven't come back. Um, so that's just me not playing Smash all the time. I'm the Smash player who comes in and casually gets uh, beaten up by everybody. So that's my thing. Uh, we also got some news about Fortnite on Switch, which um, I didn't. I was I wasn't uh, surprised that it's coming to Switch. Just to me, I don't think it's needed on Switch, uh, but the news here is that Fortnite's voice chat will be able to be played just by using the uh, voice, excuse me, just by using the um, uh, headphone jack, which is what everyone was saying, why can't we do this? Because N- uh, Nintendo's trying to get uh, everyone to use their uh, their dongle that adds a that connects to your uh, cell phone and all this other crap that I haven't even looked into because it's really dumb and Fortnite they announced no you're just going to be able to plug if you have a um, if you have a headset 
then you can just plug your headset into uh, the microphone jack. Similarly uh, to how you can do it, uh, plug it into the uh, PS4. Uh, you just plug in the head into the headphone jack, the mic headphone headset jack, and it works. Um, Xbox does not unless you have a uh, adapter. So stupid. Um, my Xbox has the adapter and it has the third-party battery because Xbox wanted to wants to charge 60 bucks for a controller but not include a rechargeable battery. I think it should be part of it. That's just my opinion. Even, uh, I mean, the USB, it's USB chargeable battery. I don't see why uh, Xbox hasn't done it. If they want to say, well, we want to have people get the option to be able to use a rechargeable battery or not, then include it in the in the package. Anyways, I'll stop ranting about that. Uh, let's talk about Yoshi. Uh, Yoshi was completely absent uh, at E3, which surprised a lot of people because this game was supposed to come out this week or, or not this week this um this year uh but it's being pushed to 2019 looking at the lineup of nintendo switch games personally i don't think that this was a wise thing to push unless the game is not ready if the game is not ready then okay delay it uh if this was pushed because Nintendo was worried for some reason that the people who were going to buy Smash Brothers were, weren't going to spend their money on Yoshi. It's completely incorrect. Smash Brothers is going to be bought by people who who really love multiplayer. Uh, it's going to be bought by the Smash uh, fans. Yoshi is going to be bought by uh, a, I mean, not completely different different demographic, but. It's not the the Venn diagram on that. Let's just say then in regards to the people who are gonna play, who are gonna buy both. Uh, it's people who have more expendable money, or they just buy all Nintendo games. Either way, you're gonna get it. Uh, there's people who are gonna skip Smash and buy Yoshi, and vice versa. I don't think it's gonna be a problem. Uh, they're not going to skip it based on when it was released. So I'm hoping that it's just to polish the game um, because that'll be a good thing. I'm hoping that it wasn't a business decision to say you know, we got too much coming out because we have um, what do they have? Wolfenstein um, and Smash coming out in December, and they don't have a lot other than that. They have uh, some stuff coming out in the summer and fall, um, but this, the holiday isn't that heavy with Nintendo games, so. I really think they should have put a heavier Nintendo game in here. Um, everyone's going to argue with me that Smash is that game. Uh, I don't think that it's wide enough stretching for the sales um, as Odyssey or as Zelda. Um, those are the games that are, you know, not necessarily break records, but everyone goes and buys. Those are system sellers, and I think that's what they need for um, for Christmas. Uh, then again, people who don't have Switches yet can pick them up and play this pretty decent backlog so far uh, of Switch games, and the digital games keep coming. Um, something that people don't realize, the amount of digital games, the amount of indie games just keeps coming. So I'm happy about that because that's really good and I'm not going to make any more jokes about it. Uh, anyways, Division 2 is a thing um, everyone's excited about. Uh, it does take place in Washington, D.C. We got to see a lot of um, details on this. We got to see a lot of gameplay on this. Uh, at, at, during E3, a lot of the tactics involved in uh, being able to, uh, you know, go about whatever and fight other people, and uh, it looks good. Again, not necessarily my thing. I like more of a uh, deeper story. This is going to have a lot of events, uh, kind of similar to how uh, Destiny 
uh, works, which is not a bad thing. Um, I just would like more PvE. This is a little more PvP-centric uh, news here, though, in regards to PvE, is they're adding uh, eight-year, uh, sorry, eight-player raids uh, and post-launch support, uh, one year of post-launch support content. We forgot to co cover this during our uh, E3 uh, uh, wrap-up, so we wanted to cover that here because there is, I wouldn't say controversy, but some... Um, some differences in regards to this. Uh, for instance, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is going to be released, uh, and you can buy the regular edition, of course, or you can buy the um, special ultimate whatever that has the Black Ops Pass. The Black Ops Pass is the season pass. It's one year of season pass content, a bunch of uh, modes. Do I have the? I thought I saved it. I did not save it. Did I save it? I did. Black Ops Pass is gonna have four all-new zombie experiences, 12 multiplayer maps, four exclusive Blackout characters. Blackout is their battle royale. And uh, if you pre-order, you get the classified zombie experience. Now, normally I wouldn't be talking about Black Ops that much, but here's the interesting thing. Uh, you cannot buy this separately at launch. You will have to wait for an indeterminate amount of time. We don't know if that's a month or two months or what it is. Um, but you have to purchase it all together as part of the uh, as part of the game if you want to play it begin uh, at launch. Uh, if you want to wait, you can wait for whenever they come out with it. And uh, those modes, by the way, will come out throughout the year. Uh, they are not going to come out as standalone DLC. You're going to pay forty dollars for the season pass. You cannot buy anything a la carte. So forty dollars. For the, they keep calling it a Black Ops Pass. It's not really a season pass because you're not pre pre purchasing, and uh, you're not pre purchasing DLC that would have been released throughout the year. You are purchasing the DLC they're going to be giving you throughout the year. Juxtaposed to Division, where Division just says, "Hey, we'll just we'll support it throughout the year." Bad, bad idea, Call of Duty. Bad idea, EA. Um, really dumb idea in regards to that. I believe, uh, I'll have to look into it, but I believe Battlefield is going to just give uh, all their updates for free. Um, also, Fallout 76 is going to is gonna give all their updates for free. Uh, continuous updates, no DLC. Um, if you are not actually adding story, then I don't see a reason for this. Uh, and in regards to this, the only story that you're adding is the zombies mode bits, which do have much more story than they used to have, uh, but you're not allowing people to just purchase those, or you're not allowing people to just purchase maps. You have to purchase, you have to spend $40 additional to what you spend on the game to buy this whole bundle, uh, where I would prefer, what is this? I don't know, it's part of the thing. Um, I would prefer if you were given, if people were given a choice. Uh, Kevin and I will probably argue about that next week, though. We'll talk about uh, if season, and that's that's the, actually the uh, topic of the episode next week uh, was going to be uh, season passes, the future of season pass, and should it be uh, done away with completely. Uh, so let us know in the comments what you think about that. Should season passes completely go away, uh, and uh, it, are you okay with a season pass that doesn't allow you to purchase any of the content a la carte. So you're purchasing uh, a, a expansion pack that will be supported throughout a year. So let us know in the comments what you think about that. That's going to be the topic of the episode, Joe. We'll talk about what you said to us about that, and we'll talk about our thoughts on it. So give us your feedback because we will uh, talk about it on the show. 
Um, additionally to that, uh, we got some information about a Stranger Things uh, video game being done by Telltale, which I think is a perfect pairing. Stranger Things is a, is, is a great, great show, uh, great suspense. In my opinion, it it's... Um, Let's call it young adult. I mean, it works for for kids, for not necessarily little kids, but older kids all the way through adults. It works for everyone. Uh, and sorry, it's the old old trailer for it. But um, Stranger Things is going to be done via tell with by Telltale by the uh, company Telltale, which I think is going to be great to be able to branching story arc that. Um, very happy about that because I think it works really well for that type of game for the storytelling. I don't think it would work very well for an action game. I think this works really well uh, to uh, to tell a story. I'm hoping they're to flesh out like side story or backstory, um, and not necessarily uh, have us play scenes from the game, uh, sort from the from the TV show, because I think that would be um, just redundant. And Telltale does a pretty good job of of fleshing out other parts of stories, fleshing out the lore. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do with this. Uh, in the, speaking of uh, storytelling, uh, Captain Spirit. Uh, from Don't Nod, uh, the team that brought us Life is Strange 2, uh, hinted that uh, that in this game, or said in this game, there are going to be hints about Life is Strange 2 uh, inside of it, and some of your choices will have consequences in Life is Strange 2. Excuse me. Which is, which is really great, in my opinion. You're doing something... Only a few games have done. Uh, Dead Rising did this. Dead Rising 2, I apologize. Dead Rising 2 and a few other games where they gave you a, a pre-story. They gave you a prequel, if you will. In this, in this idea, it's, it's not really a prequel, but it's a side story. And your side story has effects on the real game. So when you play the Life is Strange proper game, your choices mattered in your in your playing of uh, Captain Spirit, which I think is really cool. Um, that's really all for the news this week. We covered a lot in the E3 episode, by the way. Uh, check that out if you didn't. Uh, in I'll link it after the video. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, go listen to the E3 video. We've uh, it's it's ridiculously long, uh, but it's good. And for podcast listeners, that's great. Uh, anyways, let us know in the comments about the uh, topic of the episode show. Like we said, we want to talk about a topic and let you talk about the topic and then discuss your thoughts on the topic. Topic is season passes. So uh, let us know in the comments and we'll talk to you later.